Welcome to the Creative Rise podcast, where we believe you deserve to break the creative struggle and it should be simple. We are so grateful you're here with us today. Let's dive in. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Creative Rise Podcast. Hey so glad you are here listening today. Today's episode, we hope it helps you break the creative struggle in some way. That is the only reason why we do this podcast. Literally the only the reason. The only reason why Creative Rise exists is to help you do what you want to do and succeed at it, right? Helping you, helping creatives, just like yourself, build a world where you succeed while doing what you love. So uh, we are glad you are here because this episode today is going to help you do exactly that. First things first, shout out to all the Irish people in the North. Northern Irish people. Yeah. Those are two different things, if you didn't know. Those are two different things. There's Northern Irish people and there's Irish people. But we are currently trending in Ireland and Northern Ireland under entrepreneurship. What's up, guys? Which is really cool. So <laughs> it's kind of funny when we go on and see where this podcast is trending because it's always like Canada, the US, obviously, like the very known ones. There's Australia a lot. There's New Zealand. And we get like random countries. There's sometimes we're trending in India and some other countries, but I've never seen Northern Ireland in Ireland yet. So yeah. guys, welcome. I would do a Northern Ireland accent, but that would be really embarrassing. So we're just going to skip that part. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't be great. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Nailed it. Okay, here we go. Um, guys, Nailed today's it. podcast is about a lot of different things. But before we get on into that, we got a, got a we, cool review. We got a really, really kind review. And so we just wanted to shout out Allie from Nashville for leaving us this review. And we're going to read it to you because this is really sweet. So she said, five stars, not a good podcast. The perfect podcast. She says, this podcast isn't good or great. It is absolute perfection. Wow, that's like really so nice. I have listened to countless podcasts for business owners, especially creative business owners, and I'm always fatigued at the lack of resources or helpful information they share along with the advice to being or being to hustle harder. I am truly at the point with this podcast where I don't listen while I'm walking, driving, or distracted because I know every single episode is going to be a wealth of incredible information. As a wedding photographer entering the branding space, this podcast could Congrats not be a, yeah, this podcast could not be a better fit for me. They absolutely have my trust as business owners and I've never ran as quickly to purchase one of their guides because I knew if the podcast was this amazing, the paid resource would be even better. I'm so thankful this podcast exists and I cannot recommend it enough. Wow, so thank sweet. you so much, Allie from Nashville. You yeah. are incredible. So sweet. Two things. Number one, Christy loves a good review because she is a words person. I'm a words of She's affirmation a huge person. Let's be real. Words of affirmation person. Number two, we love reviews because we love your feedback on the show. And third, I said two things. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do a third. Uh, that's how the show grows. Every time you review yeah. and rate the show, it helps us. It triggers the algorithm and go, wow, people are listening to this. We're gonna show it to more people. So if you want to help us help more people uh, break the creative struggle, all you gotta do is go to Apple Podcasts on your phone or go to applepodcast.com. Make sure you. Or I don't think that's actually what it is. I think it's like podcast.apple.com, something like that. Google Apple Podcasts. Type in Creative Rest Podcast, and you can leave us a five star review. And then you have to write something about it. Write a written review. We'd be so grateful. We would so love that. Thank Thank you so much, Allie from Nashville. That was so kind of you. Now, going into today's podcast, I'm really excited about what we're going to be talking about today. I, I saw this yesterday. I saw a quote online and I said, oh my gosh, that's so good. We've got to talk about that on the podcast. And the quote was, I'm going to give it to you in the context it was that I'm going to translate it for you. The quote was, the competent leader does not get followed. The confident leader gets followed. I was like, oh my gosh, that's so true. Now to break that down, yeah. here's how it translates into creative business. The competent creative does not get business. The confident creative gets the business, okay? So another example of this is 
the other day I was watching a Casey Neistat video. I used to watch a lot of Casey Neistat videos way back in the day. If you have no idea who that is, uh, quick update. He was like one of the OG YouTubers doing vlogs. He kind of like was the first big vlogger. He's got a massive YouTube following. He's an awesome dude. He's super creative. He's known for like his short films and stuff. Long story short, somebody said, well, Casey, the reason why you're so successful is because you, Casey Neistat, you are the most creative person on YouTube. And he said, no, 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 no. I'm not the most creative person. The most creative person on YouTube hasn't even created their channel yet, hasn't even posted their first video yet. And his his point there was that, it, again, it's not the competent person. It's not the most creative person that wins. It's the person that's the most confident, the person that's willing to post their first video, start the channel, commit to weekly videos. Uh, and I thought that was just a brilliant yeah. uh, example and a brilliant re- response to the question or really to the remark of like, oh, you're the most competent person. He just affirmed that it's not about competency. It's about how confident you are. And thinking back on my career, I go, holy cow, that is so, so true. And Christy would probably say this. I'm more of a naturally confident person. I think in a lot of areas that, I don't know, came kicking and screaming out the womb, maybe more confident than the average person. But when I look around at my peers as well, I go, yeah, the the people who are confident are the ones who win every single time. Mm -hmm. And to add to that, I'm definitely not the most competent person. I'm not the best photographer, not the best filmmaker, not the best brand strategist, not the best whatever. But for some reason, you know, having confidence still helps you get along in a lot yeah. of other ways where competent people might fall short. And I so think, that's what this today's podcast yeah, is. Yeah. And I think the problem is, is that so many people spend so much time on competency, right? Like we're buying courses, we're listening to podcasts, we're diving into all of this knowledge, buying new thinking, gear. buying new gear, whatever it is, basically launching into so much investment of our time into our competency and very, very, very little, if not anything, into building our confidence. We spend so much time, money, and resource trying to build our competency, which is great. You need to be competent for sure. But it's funny how it's like that is the largest percentage and then we give minimal effort to actually building our confidence. We think it's something you're born with. It's think, think, We think it's something you can't develop when that is not true at all. And if you fail to develop your confidence, that's going to be a huge miss for you and you're probably not going to land the deals you want, build the business yeah. you want, and ultimately, yeah, be able to pursue what you want to do with your creative career. Yeah. like I had this conversation last night with a uh, friend who's who's been a client over the years, but I got a call last night later in the evening and basically they were just describing the problem they're up against and I said well I don't really know how to how to deal with that however you could maybe do this this and this and long story short he ended up saying at some point he's like well I called you just because you you know you always figure out a way to make it happen you always figure out a way to to say it the right way or something like that and he was he was referring to my confidence right he didn't know if I'd have the exact solution for him when he called me but he was like hey I know you are are confident in what you do so therefore you're either going to be able to confidently you know, point me in the right direction, or you're going to give me a confident solution. So yeah. even that as as quickly as yesterday, it's such a good example of when you display confidence and when you embody confidence, when you walk, you know, through your career, you're going to get your phone's going to ring, people are going to want to call you, right? Because when they're inconfident, you know, in problems they have, they look for someone in confidence, which is really cool. So there's a couple of different ways, like Christy said, to build confidence. We are going to go over four different ways. I'm going to do the first two. She's going to do the last two. Stick around for all four. They are all really good. And we give you examples of each just so you can personalize yourself, find yourself in the example a little bit. And I want you to think about these. I love what Allie from Nashville said. She said, I I don't listen to these when I can't take notes. This is one of those podcasts. I hope you are going to sit down and take notes when you listen to this. So number one, 
the best way to not be a person who relies off their competency, but a person who builds confidence and builds their career from their confidence, number one is you have to educate yourself on the problem your ideal client has. Now, we talk about that on the show all the time. That is like the number one thing in in our mind at Creative Rise. If you want to be successful in any industry, you've just got to be a really, really good problem solver. Now, we're going to go a little bit deeper into that here. So, you know, drawing close to this. In order to, again, build your confidence, you have to draw near to the problems your ideal client has. Now, the closer you get to the problem, the closer you get in proximity to the problem, the more clarity you get. And the best part about clarity is the more clarity you have, the more confident you're going to be. You know, if I think about times in my life where I'm not confident, it's probably because there's some kind of confusion around what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. And I, I can remember even growing up. I've got learning disability. I got a processing uh, disorder in my in the learning side of my brain. And so I sucked at writing tests because I have something in my brain where I'm wired that if I cannot answer a question, my brain cannot move to the next question. It's just weird. It's it's something about how my brain's wired, but basically it was it, it would it would stop me in my tracks because I had a point of confusion. But if I was able to ask for help, draw near to the problem I was encountering, and I was to get clarity on it, I could then move on, right? And so take that, and I want you to think about that, as I just said that, where in your business are you lacking drawing near to the problem, and you're lacking actually being a confident business owner, because again, you are, you're faced with confusion. The closer you can get to that confusion and figure out why you're confused, or why the problem doesn't feel clear that you're solving, the quicker you're gonna get to clarity. Once you get that clarity, you're a lot more confident. So here's an example. Example, you are a brand photographer, You want to learn, you want to draw near to the problem of where does a brand have lack, okay? That's a word that we've been using around here recently in the Creative Rise Mastermind on the podcast here um, in some of the new resources we're giving you guys. I love the the word lack. Like draw close to the lack that a brand has. If you cannot figure out what they are lacking, whether it's a, you know, say it's a quantity problem, they're lacking quantity of photos. Maybe they're lacking quality of photos. What is the lack? Draw near to that. Why are they lacking quality? Why are they lacking quantity? Maybe it's not either of those. Maybe it's a problem. They are lacking trusting a creative. Maybe they've got great content. Maybe they've got a ton of content, but they constantly have to cycle through new creatives to help, you know, make content because they cannot find someone who is trusted, who can deliver on time, who's got a, you know, a good plan for helping them achieve success, who's got good communication. That's a huge problem. If you're a brand photographer and you can knock all those boxes off, you're a great solution to a company's problem. But again, you'll never be confident in being that unless you understand they have that problem and you draw close to it, right? Make sense? Yeah. Cool. So here's another example um, before we move on to, to point number two. I remember when I did brand therapy for the first time. Now, brand therapy is what my agency does now. It's a consulting service that we do with for-profit and non-profit uh, companies, organizations, and personal brands. Traditionally, in the space of if they're a nonprofit, they've got multiple seven-figure budgets and beyond. Or if they are a personal brand or for-profit, they are also in the seven-figure plus range. So normally, these are decent-sized companies with decent-sized problems that we're trying to fix. Now, brand therapy just goes in to help them redesign and reimagine what their brand experience could be like in order to increase revenue and increase fulfillment internally for their team. So I remember the first time I did that. I was going into that going, man, I have no idea what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing, but I have no idea what I'm doing because I've never done it. 
Yeah. Right. And so there was a lack inside of me of confidence. And I was going, okay, how am I going to c- get confident before I do this? So I remember waking up in my hotel room. I was like, I just need to go sit in a coffee shop for two and a half hours before I need to be at that person's house in front of their whole team. The whole team was going to be at their house. And I was going to have to lead them through this experience and, and solve, help them solve some really big business challenges that were going to increase their revenue and fulfillment. So what I did was I went, okay, I'm not going to get confident knowing that I've done this before because I haven't done it before. How am I going to get confident? Well, I'm going to draw close to the problem. So I went and sat in a coffee shop for two and a half hours. And all I did was go through the emails of our communication, go through all the texts I had with him, go through everything that I had experienced in person with him and his brand. And I went, okay, what's the problem? What's the problem? What's the problem? What's the problem? What are they saying the problem is? What do I see the problem is? Are they aligned? Is mine deeper than theirs? Is theirs deeper than mine? I got so close to the problem that after about an hour of doing that, and I finished another hour of doing that, I got in an Uber to go to their house to actually lead them through this. And I was fired up. I was so excited. I knew I was going to freaking crush it because again, I was so clear on the problem that I was solving for them and the problems they had. Therefore, I was able to kind of design an outcome and, and, and engineer an outcome to take them to, right? So yeah. that is a really, really important step to gaining confidence in any way for you guys. If you want to gain confidence and be the person that gets the deals, because again, it's not the competent person, it's the confident person. If you want to be that person, number one is you have to educate yourself on the problem they have and really draw near to it. Cool. That's great. Awesome. Okay. Number two is the last one I'm doing that Christy's going to take over. Number two is once you know their pain, once you know their lack, make sure you build a rehab plan, right? Okay. So you got to imagine yourself as a doctor. We talk about this on the show all the time. Once you now, again, draw near their problem, which is the number one way to build confidence. The second way is you want to build them a plan. Now here's why you want to build a plan. It's hard to be confident in what you are going to be doing if you don't know how you're doing it, right? Yep. Like very straightforward. Here's a here's a dumb example, but a good example. Imagine you are getting, you fly to a random country you've never been to before and you see they have Uber and you're like, great, I got to get over to this hotel. So you go, hey, I'm going to this hotel. You get in this Uber and he goes, yeah, I think I've been to that hotel before, but I don't have any navigation. So hopefully we can get you there on time. You're going to be sitting there Nuh-uh. going, uh, I don't know how much I can trust this. I don't know if this feels safe. I don't know if this feels like I'm going to get to where I need to go. So you get out of the Uber and you go, ah, dude, I think I'm okay. Here's like five bucks for your time. Thank you. And then you get another Uber and you say, hey, I'm going to this location. They go, awesome. I haven't actually been there before, but I've got an app system. Let me punch it in right here. Oh yeah. Boom. I see it there. It's 19 minutes away. You'll be there in about 20 minutes. So enjoy your ride. Thank you for picking me for your Uber. You're going to sit in the back of that Uber going, man, this feels so much better because they have a plan. They understood my pain, which was not being able to get to where I want to go. And they've created a plan to help get me there, right? That is so, so important. So building a plan of action allows you to forecast what may go wrong and how you will reverse engineer the success, you know, for your, for your clients. Having that feels amazing, right? Having no plan going into something feels like I have no idea what I'm going to do. I don't know if I'm going to get them to their desired outcome. It does not feel good at all. So you'd be really nervous without a plan. So not only does it help you see the how when you create a plan, but the client, here's the, here's the cool part about creating a plan, creating a rehab for their pain. The client is always going to trust somebody with a plan more than they trust a creative without a plan. I would way rather hire a creative who's never done what I'm talking about, you know, getting done. Like, let's say I needed something to get edited video wise. He's never done that for me before, but he's got a really good plan. He's like, Hey, here's step one through four and how I'm going to get you there. I'd way rather hire that person over someone who looks super unorganized, has no plan of how they're going to help me get my desired outcome, but 
has told me they've worked with 100 clients before. It's because, again, I'm I'm putting more risk on that person. I can trust the person with a plan. So you really, really want to have a plan, right? So again, not only does it help you understand the how, but it also helps your client trust you. The clearer the plan is, the easier it is to trust it, okay? So here's an example of a plan. Let's say you are a social media manager. This is a quick plan I wrote. Obviously, this is pretty broad. You can really, really dive into this, but this is a great second step in building confidence at any point in your services, at any point in any a relationship with a client at any point when you feel you need to build confidence. So you're a social media manager. Your plan could be this. Number one, I'm going to book a discovery call with them. Number two, we then build your unique social media content calendar. So Monday to Friday, every Monday, Wednesday, you know, Friday, we're going to post a reel. We're going to post a carousel on Tuesday, you know, and Thursday, like you build out a plan that you can then follow in order to get them to where they want to go. Right. And here's the thing. You do not build out a plan based on what you think should happen based on your own desire. So it's not, Oh, I'm going to create this type of thing. Cause that's what I feel creatively fulfilled doing. It's no, you're building out a plan based on what is going to get them the quickest and the and with the most depth to the yeah. solution that they need for their pain, right? That is what you do. When you go to get surgery from a doctor, they don't go, oh, you broke your ankle, you need an ankle surgery, but I really love back surgery. So we're going to start with one of those yeah. and then we'll see if we can get to your ankle. No, you go, hey, this is your problem. Based on that problem, here's the plan I have to build you. We're going to do an ankle surgery. It's going to be this many months of rehab. Here's how it's going to work, right? So you got to make sure your plan is specific to the pain they are experiencing. So that's number two. Number three is your content gets organized and posted. Okay, so number one, book a discovery call. Number two, we build your unique social calendar. Number three, your content gets organized. We organize it for you. Then we post it for you. And then number four, we meet weekly for 25 minutes to discuss improving your content based on the data we are uh, are attracting and detracting from our social platforms, right? So we're gonna consistently improve what you're doing, right? So this isn't just a, we do it once and then it's done. That is a great plan for a social media manager. You, if you were a social media manager and you had no plan before, all of a sudden you look at those four steps, you're gonna be a lot more confident going into a relationship or even just selling yourself as a service because you have a you have a plan that's going to help a client get to their desired outcome. So building a plan gives you a how. Having a how builds confidence. Yeah, I think number two is so important. One of the most successful people I never knew says the five P's. Prior planning prevents poor performance. Now that's a mouthful, but it's so, so true. Like anytime, and I'm I was definitely born not as a like naturally confident like person like Joey was. Like I've spent my whole life building confidence to be able to be where I am today and do the things that I want to do. And so that was so helpful for me because so if you can plan so well before something that you're nervous about, you're going to do it so much better. You're going to be so much more confident at it. So number two is so good. Do not miss that on that. Number three, after you have your plan is focus on creating opportunities to use your plan. And this is where I want to say, focus on the word creating. Too many creatives sit around waiting for opportunities to come by them, right? They wait for the inquiry to drop in their box. They wait for somebody to magically show up that is just going to be the perfect connection in the job that they want to do. They wait for someone to ask them if they can produce and do the plan that they want to use. No, go out and create it. No matter what industry you're in, you can go and do this. And this is why it's so good for building confidence. Think about when you're like jumping off a cliff. Joey's very familiar with doing this. And he's also very familiar with getting me to jump off of cliffs. And when you're going and you're going to go jump off a cliff, the longer you wait, the harder it harder it is to jump. This happens every single time. If you stand up there for too long, you psych yourself out. So as soon as your plan is done, go out and create opportunities to be able to use your plan because repeat action builds confidence. So the more you can use the plan, the more confident you're going to become. 
So a great way you can do this is beta test on people. Like let's say you've got a new service that you're really wanting to try out, but you're kind of like nervous. Like, is my plan actually going to work? Do I actually have the problem correctly suited? Is this even going to work? I don't have a lot of confidence. Go and beta test it on either friends or past clients or potential future clients at either like if you want to discount your services, if you want to just do it for free. Too many people like rag on doing things for free. And I'm like, if you have a new service and you need to test it on somebody just to even gain your confidence, that is worth it. That's way more valuable than getting like two grand for it. Exactly. Yeah. You and, to build and waiting your confidence. for someone to pay you that and no one ever, ever paid Exactly. You if you're just going to wait for people to come and pay you for something that you've never done before and no one's coming, go and create it yourself, right? Go and do those beta versions of things. I did this. So in my own life, an example of this was when I was getting into shooting weddings. I remember I shot my first wedding for fully free. It was for some friends. I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I've shot some like couple shoots before. I've never shot a wedding. I shot their wedding for free. And I remember not being able to sleep the night before. Like I was so nervous out of my mind. And I was like, oh my gosh, am I going to be able to pull this off? Like I've got my shot list. I've got my plan. But am I going to actually be able to do this? Am I going to miss the first kiss. Like that was just like the thing that I constantly thought throughout the entire day. And then fast forward five years of shooting weddings full time. By the end, I'm like, I'm the most confident in something I've ever been. I've done this a million times. I know exactly what to do. And I feel crazy confident because I created opportunities to be able to put that plan in place and therefore repeat action then created confidence. So that is number three is focus on creating opportunities to use your plan. Number four, our last tip for creating confidence in yourself is to, and this is our favorite, borrow confidence. So surround yourself with people you can borrow confidence from. So what does borrowing confidence actually mean when it comes to people? Think about it like you're at the gym and you have someone who's being a spotter for you. Like let's say you're lifting these huge weights and you've been doing it by yourself and you kind of go like low reps or low weight. And then all of a sudden you're like, you know what? I want to go for the next one. And after like pull it over my head. I mean, I've never done it like that. The one where you like, what's it called when you like put it over your head? I don't know. Uh, neither like one of us are gym people. <laughs> neither one of us are big gym people. But you always have a spotter, right? Anytime you're going up in weight, whatever it is, you always have someone who's like there to catch you if you fall or to catch the weight so it doesn't crack your head open. You have somebody behind you who understands what you're going through, understands how you can get past a roadblock if you hit it. And that gives you so much confidence. So find spotters for you. Find people who are also in the creative industry, someone who gets it, maybe someone else who's an entrepreneur, who understands what you're going through, who you can share with and borrow confidence from so you can start doing things you've never done before because you have somebody spotting you from behind. And that's what we are really experiencing right now as we are in our first week of our six-week mastermind. We have so pumped. We have 37 people in this round, which is the biggest round we've ever had. And 35 we are businesses. 37 35 businesses, 37 people. So cool. And it is so much fun watching people already, even in day two, right? Borrow confidence from each other and start to believe that what they can do is actually possible because they have an entire group of creatives that are going through the same thing behind each other, right? You have people that are just trying crazy stuff that they would have never done if they were isolated by themselves. So if you're sitting here going, okay, you know what? I am so isolated in my business. Like I don't have anybody who I'm borrowing confidence from. I'm just scrolling Instagram and watching other people do cool things and I feel like I'm just totally alone. Like go find people. Go find people who get it and just go, hey, let's hold each other accountable to reaching out and pitching these people or starting this new revenue stream or whatever it is. 
Find people to borrow confidence from and you will not regret it. Yeah. And not only uh, people, I think another good example of that is like you can borrow confidence from a system. We just got a message this morning. I just literally thought about this as you were saying this. I just pulled it up. We got a message this morning in our Creative Rise Mastermind group chat where it's like it's on Instagram. It's everyone. All the new members are in it. And they just get to engage with each other, ask questions, get answers. We're in there all the time, giving people help, feedback on stuff. But somebody said this morning, new member, they just got the modules for week one. They're all going through it. And he said, guys, I'm going through money route right now and breaking the numbers down this way is making me realize how freaking achievable my money goals are. I love that. That is a message of confidence, right? And what I hear in that is I'm going, oh, you're borrowing or you're getting confidence from a system we're giving you. We're giving you a system called Money Route, which helps you break down your financial goals for the next six months, the next, you know, 12 months and two years. And that way you can actually have some vision for your company. You can have some vision for where you want to take your creative business. And we break it down in a system so that people can actually do it, right? They're borrowing confidence. They're gaining confidence from that system. So not only do you borrow confidence from people, which is so good, and you said that so well, you can borrow confidence from systems, which is so, so helpful. That's huge for me. Again, going back to my learning disability and one of my processing orders, like processing disorders, which is one of the learning disabilities I have, I need systems. Like we wrote this podcast today with a system. Like everything I do has to be systematized or my brain just is like, you know, so I love simplifying things. Like my brain wants to simplify everything because then I can actually take action on it. So you can also do that by borrowing confidence for a system, which is how I do so much of my everyday life, which is cool. That's so good. Okay. So the four things again are one, educate yourself on the problem. Two, once you know the pain, build a rehab plan, aka just get a plan down. Number three, focus on creating opportunities to use your plan. Again, creating, not waiting. And four, borrow confidence from people, from systems, whatever it is. Borrow confidence so that you can have a support system behind you, helping you get to where you would never be able to go by yourself. Totally. And guys, again, the quote of the day, it's not the competent creative who wins, it's the confident creative who wins. So take that, write that down, Put it on your freaking ceiling. Tattoo it on yourself. Oh my gosh. Tattoo it with the Creative Rise logo and we will do something extraordinary for you. <laughs> let's let's just say that. I feel like Joey and I, for some reason, have always had a lot of people that we're trying to convince to get tattoos for Creative Rise. It's happened, We've actually it's had happened a couple a lot. people almost do it. Almost do which it. Has been, it's a story for another time. a story time. for another day. But uh, guys, anyways, thank you so much for being here for this week's episode. I hope this was so helpful for you. Again, yeah. if you loved this episode, if it was helpful for you, we'd love if you would just go and write us a review. That'd be so cool to hear your feedback. Uh, number one, we'd love to connect with you after the review and just say thank you for writing a review. And three, it helps the show grow. So please go do it and go to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating and give us a written review. We would be so grateful. So uh, other than that, guys, we will see you on next week's episode and we'll see you on, on the gram or the TikTok in between that. So catch you next week. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for joining us today. We were so happy to have you here. And do not forget to jump onto iTunes, give us a five-star rating and write a written review. That would mean the world to us. And we'll catch you next time on the Creative Rise podcast, where we believe you deserve to break the creative struggle and it should be simple. Peace.